Now, welcome to August, and you know by the intro we're going to talk very, very serious topics as usual, but I am, of course, with it. You can catch him anywhere, any day of the week in the summer. It's our drummer extraordinaire, Greg. Hey! And, again, look, Greg's a grizzled veteran of the scene. A what? <laughs> I'm a what? A grizzly veteran. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. But we well, have, you're half right. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm grizzly. The thing about Rochester, we have more than garbage plates. We have, like, such, in terms of local music, you can go, like, the veterans like Greg who've been around since, like, World War One. <laughs> we have the class of, I call them the class of 2012, Michaela, Mabur, yeah, everybody those, I know. Those buffalo skin drum heads were tough, man, them, let me I tell you. I met them that year, Ben Mori, Katie Mori, um, Adriana, our own Adriana, Julia Weatherhill, so I'm missing a lot of people. And, of course, better than all, the grand, you know, Oz the Great and powerful Andy Calabrese. But we just... Seeing this young artist open for Adriana, Julia, probably people I forgot, <laughs> maybe Elena, uh, I was blown away. I mean, we're talking like incredible talent at such a young age. I'm horribly envious because I can't do anything, but we're very thrilled to have Brody Shank on. <laughs> hey, Brody. <laughs> Thank Brody. you. Hey, how did, I always say, what was, there's like a calling to music. What got you into this? Oh, I, I think I was just raised on the right kind of music that got me interested. I grew up on a lot of Grateful Dead and... Um, Wilco and things like that of that nature. That are... okay? I have to. Yeah, we do a lot of digressions here. Yeah. Do you like actually Wilco better, Uncle Tupelo, or like any of the Sun Volts? Oh, uh, Wilco for sure. But I like you... Uncle Tupelo too. Because sure. sometimes that's like a, a fun topic. Because like I like like Sun Volt a lot. Yeah, yeah. And the Jeff Tweedy is just you know awesome. Yeah. Are you into NRBQ and stuff like that, and New Riders and stuff oh, uh, like that? Uh, yeah, a bit. I'm not familiar with all of their music, but I definitely, when I've listened to it, I enjoy it. I think it was, I think it's New Riders. One of their older albums had I Don't Need No Doctor on it. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like, you know, you contrast that with that Humble Pie version from the 70s, man. What a, what a difference. I mean, right. it's, it's it's interesting to hear the, hear the two takes on it. Yeah, totally. I my band Judah, oh, former band. I don't know if you guys have heard of Judah. Yeah, we yeah. used to do a cover of that. Oh it yeah, was pretty. It's a cool song. Pretty rocking. It's what I love about that though. Like for the younger generation, there's a story I tell going to Dick Dale to meet Dick Dale, and uh, I thought I was going to get killed because I was the first line. He doesn't show up for he doesn't show up for two hours late, right? <laughs> but I look and I see these kids behind me. They're high school kids. Yeah, but they're all into this stuff. Right. And like I found, like I told my friend Alex Cote, Danger Bird plays some of the best Neil Young he never wrote. Yeah. It's all these influences. And then one thing I'll ask, because it seems like a trend, did you come sort of from a musical family? Um, Somewhat. I More more, in, on the fan side than the musician side. Nobody in my family has uh, ever played a show, but my dad plays guitar and, you know. Taught, yeah. taught me the very beginnings of what I know in guitar. Because I think that's how, like, my brother was in a band called New Math, and, like, we're all the kids in high school, grade school. You know, we were listening to It's Rochester. It's, yeah. you know, REO Speedwagon, Foreigner. Oh, by the way, Greg, I heard actually a cheap trick with John Lennon playing a Give song on the radio. Did you hear it? Yeah. Was, I have that album. That was that's awesome. A, that's cool. But, yeah. you know, all your usual stuff. But I was hearing at home all the indie stuff, like the Ramones, mm -hmm. all this other thing. That's why I went down this way. 
So there's always like a path because otherwise, you know, if you go, most people are going to listen to commercial stuff. And I'm always blown away by like younger people, especially, yeah, you're digging deep. This is awesome. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so if they do a reunion, why don't they call it fuzzy math? That's what I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> but one thing I'm really impressed by is your songwriting. Thank you very yeah. much. Such a young age, too. Yeah, that's what I focus <laughs> on. Yeah, that's great. Thank Sorry. You. And I've actually been, I haven't read it because I don't prep for this show. If I remember your name, I'm lucky. <laughs> but I just got Dylan's book about songwriting. Oh, yeah. which one? It's a, it's a new one. It's like a big one. He, oh, he goes through 60 songwriters yeah. and disguised mm -hmm. modern song. Yeah, I got that for my birthday. Oh. <laughs> it's a great read, book. Yeah, it's great. Oh, yeah, you've read it. I do. The host, of course, has it sitting under a pile. <laughs> but I think everybody, I always think there's something special the way artists see something. It was proven with yeah. Van Gogh that he saw colors differently. Right. But you see the world because, I mean, your songs, like from what I've gotten, are stories. I try for that. In yeah. a lot of ways. And they're very detailed. It's almost like a little mini movie. And how did you That's start awesome. doing that, doing your own? Um, well, I listened to a lot of Dylan um, through late middle school and early high school. That's pretty much all I listened to. And I think it just, as a guitar player, and as, because I, I started with guitar for years before I kind of got into writing songs. And then COVID hit, and um, that's really all I could do to be fully creative. Because before that, it's not like I can go jam with a band you know so i was able to sit alone and focus on the craft of telling a story and making a song i think that's cool too because like i covid hit people a lot of different ways i had friends who did the streaming yeah i had like for me i was going to accomplish i was going to write get books done right. finally do a comic book Lucky if I did my laundry. I cleaned my basement. I finally yeah, got my basement straightened out. But I have friends. I have a couple of friends who did like four albums worth of material, too. Yeah, I, I probably wrote around that during the time. Wow. You know, yeah. it's like there's been said, like there's been said a lot of times, like you get some really good songwriters and they'll ask them, well, how you weren't popular in high school or something because you have to, and the way they would say, no, I wasn't. You know, the reason why is because you have to have time to focus. Yeah, you know, if you're out like doing everything, unless you, you know, Greg. <laughs> right. No, that's very true. I mean, I wasn't bullied in high school. I'm I'm a tall guy, but um, I definitely spent all my lunch periods in study halls in the practice room. Yeah, all of us like music. that's me. Oh, yeah. Every all yeah. my friends are like that. Like if we talk about high school, it's yeah. the same with the same type of right. people. Well, which I was is in cool. marching band, so I hear he was in yeah, you get it. Well, he was the cool. I played dude. euphonium. In all right, band. nice. Wow, that's <laughs> rare. That's yeah. But Greg, talk a little about like his song. Like Greg writes songs, and I always say he writes good songs. But he's a master in his own way because he'll only do like two or three songs a year. But like, what is your? You just that. think of well, these pop. The thing is, I wrote a lot of those older songs that I brought back. I brought. I wrote some in the eighties and some in the nineties. And and what happened was is your typical. It was the typical scenario. <clears throat> I was on the road. I started. Well, there was a, it was a breakup thing. Okay. I don't want right. to divulge too much. So it was a breakup. So I was bummed out and all that stuff. So I had a Wurlitzer piano. Yeah. I had this beat up beige Wurlitzer piano and I just started writing chords and, and putting stuff together. And then I got together with that Dave Costello who went to Nazareth with me. His brother's Nick Costello. I don't know if he's from Rose and all those bands. And does he know Luke Costello? <laughs> 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 no, but anyway, so... 
we just put a bunch of songs together and then we went to California and did the band Pretty Words that we had out there. But the whole thing is I wrote about 15 songs just from that one experience. Right. And and it was all like I, I tried to come at it from different points of view. But mostly the theme I had was being stupidly, hopelessly into somebody that no matter what the signs are, you're still into it. It's like I know I know I'm getting screwed here, but I still want to be with this person. Yeah. And then which is kind of self destructive and, and whatnot. So you start kinda of getting therapy from that. But like you said, you do have to tell a story. It, it's three and a half minutes, you have to have a beginning, a development and an end. And right. you have to you know, it's gotta make some kind of sense. And it's cool to, I think it's I don't know, it's helped me. I mean, it was an eye-opener, and then it was nice to do those things. And then, you know, bringing a few of them back is kind of cool. In fact, I want to do a few more. I got one in the can with Mike Marshall, this guy from the band Craze. And he's kind of a prog guy, so he's putting, like, these prog spins on it gotcha. on one of the songs. So it'll be interesting. Cool stuff. Yeah, I yeah, bet that's satisfying. Yeah, it is. Go Somebody actually circle. reminded me a little of you in terms of songs. L. O. Andrews just hit a residency. Oh, I was supposed to open up for her on Wednesday. You actually you were because I was going. Yeah. <laughs> She'll be back. Yeah, it was. Uh, I guess she got invited to the Newport Folk Festival. Well, between and, Newport and this, what are you going to do? Yeah, right. Yeah, actually, because I had tickets for all three weeks, and I saw that because that's I was going to ask you about the show. Yeah, so. Gotcha. It's like, oh, we're on Messenger. <laughs> but no, she just, because she tells stories and it's about life and everything. Right. And I think you just have to have like an observant eye. It's like what happens to you and, or how do you come about your songs? Do you just sort of like imagine a scenario or do you, something you see? Uh, I think it definitely like at its core, it comes down to just being an observant person and like right. that, that kind of like is the whole idea and what makes it happen but i think there's more than that you have to put that into practice and like take it seriously that this is something that you want to do so when you have an idea you just force yourself to write it down. somebody think, asked me one time about humor if i would ever run out of material and i said i'm alive how can i, how can I run out of material you see That's like there was point. like i saw something like a guy dragging an air conditioner on his car <laughs> okay but like it's simple it's amazing how songwriters do it because i always point out the song sparks on the highway by the high risers okay. how did they do it greg townsend he saw some guy was it was night. Guy threw a cigarette out of a car. Mm. Spot ATM inside. Driving by, there's a sign that says ATM inside. You get a whole song out of that. Right. So, well, like one of those ones I did was about long distance telephone stuff, which you know it's been done before. But I called the song "My Love's on Hold." Okay. So yeah, you know, yeah. and you know, I'm still waiting for you. I'm on hold, even though, you know. So just got, and you have to have a good turn of phrase. Uh, skill, right? Look at the country. The country artists are great with that. Everybody says, "Oh, you don't," but they're not dumb. These guys know yeah. how to. They know how to put sentences together. They know how to tell a story. They know alternate words. They know how to make stuff rhyme, and it's very cool. Hundred percent. I've learned a lot about that. I don't know if you guys know this, but I'm in school for songwriting in Nashville. Excellent. So it's a lot of the curriculum kind of covers like co-writing and and how like the nashville way of writing a song is in which people get uh, a publishing deal and then they're set up to go like seven days a week three times a day go into a room and 
come out with a song. I wish time. I could do something. And you do in Nashville, <laughs> you awesome. have to write. Yeah. Well, yeah. Heard, uh, my friend Alyssa Trahan, she had, like, last I checked, she'd written 700 songs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's not just about countries, not just about, well, my woman left me, my liver's shot, my truck <laughs> broke down, and my dog died. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but you seem almost like a veteran. I've seen you play now for, it seems like a year. So how long have you been out on the scene? Um, well, before I moved away, I guess I started playing at, like, Boulder and Murph's Jam and Johnny, like, those those kinds of open mics and stuff when I was 15, and by the time I was 16, I was playing Abilene and Iron Smoke and wow. pretty much Yeah, that's where he's opening for Adriana, yeah. Julia, a lot of bands, right. how I know you from. I remember playing bars when I was underage, too. It's yeah, like, it's fun. Isn't that, Can that, I get that, a Coca-Cola, that's gotta please? Be, yeah. That's got to be a great topic for a song. Yeah, you know, yeah. especially be great. Like, X's on. The, what on do you do? Though? I've, I've right. tried. No, that's yeah. a good one. X on the hand. Yeah, <laughs> but then it's got to be like sort of like weird when you get said, "Dude, I loved your music. Can we do shots?" Right. Yeah. <laughs> Give me a shot of root beer. Well, it's X, not that weird. X but. on the hand because I'm playing in the band. <laughs> there you go. Can you, can you use that? <laughs> <laughs> I had a great line for a country song, but I won't divulge. <laughs> oh, stay tuned, stay tuned. But the thing too is now it's like take, you like you're touring already. Like you've been like playing around. Yeah, I just uh, did my first full nationwide tour wow. like, last summer. Uh, the day after I graduated high school, I did two weeks in the Northeast. But uh, the day after finals this year at college, I left from Nashville and I toured the South, Southwest. Pacific Northwest and then kind of back across the Midwest. So I went from Nashville to Texas to California to Oregon and then back this way. Now, I have a question. That's cool because I played like the Southwest and I played like Georgia and things yeah. like that. Show band stuff. But mm-hmm. but the I love playing down south and, yeah. and out, out west because just, they're just more into music, I guess, right. and dance. But did you have an agent, or were you trying to do all this yourself? Or oh, I did you it have... all myself. Wow, yeah. that's impressive. It was a lot of a lot of emails. Yeah, I'll bet. <laughs> that's about it. And then sight unseen, they hire you, which or you know, you send them stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. One of the coolest things I like the about that stuff. too <laughs> is like I would go like when Michaela would play, like it went to Weedsport, and yeah. what I like is seeing somebody I know. And somebody I know is good watching the reaction of people who haven't seen them. Right. They go, oh, it's a friend of mine. This is this awesome? Yeah. yeah. It's like, how's the reception been? Um, pretty good. It varies, like, heavily. Um, I think the first half of the tour was a little weaker. There were a lot of brewery-type things and just places where people weren't listening, like you said, wallpaper music. Yeah. Um, was this with a band or just you? It was just me. Okay. And then ultimately, my my girlfriend came out because she's also very talented from Nashville, and so she would open up and do some of my set with me. But uh, the second half, like from L.A. to Chicago, all of the shows were just great. You know, like smaller but really intently listening crowds, which which for me as a songwriter is what I desire. I think that's a wise it. move, though. You got your fan base and you fit, you spread it out. Right. And that, that, that's good. That's what I, I keep telling people around here, but I mean, most of us are past the touring thing, but I keep telling a lot of these people, like, you got to, you know, you got to at least play 
two or three hours away. Get, get, right. you know, pick different counties at least. And, and, yeah. you know, like the way I always said it to somebody like, take the, we're in Pittsburgh. Okay. So you play Pittsburgh, play in Fairport, play in Macedon, play in Canandaigua, play in, then go south, then go west. You know, right. just even if you go an hour or two each way. Totally. And then, because everybody knows you're here, but then nobody knows you anywhere else. Yeah. There's a million places to play in the Finger Lakes and Ithaca, all the way down to New York City. I told Adriana that, like, a couple years ago, I said, you know, eventually you're going to have to, especially with your talent, you're going to have to go and expand and expand. And she is. She's she's just open for a while. I love it. I saw that. Which is really cool. That's what you have to do if you want to do this for a career. I mean, we could love your stuff here, but, you know, you only have so many... Right, totally. You know, that's the thing I do like. I like the places. I like to call the places like where you play where you have the audiences who are actually really into it. That's the, the awesome feeling. Yeah, yeah. Where it's like, wow, this is cool. So it's the, <laughs> the Abilene usually yeah. gives me and, that. And you have to also, I think, you know, you're going to get gigs. Like I, one of the best examples I use, one of my friends played a dinosaur one time. And it was just one of those nights where, now he's played like with band he's in. Like in Spain, in front of like thirty thousand, wow. it was me and him. <laughs> and a lot of it, what I find with them, it's awesome. They like it more. It's like Rob, what song you want to hear? Right. <laughs> you yeah. Know, you're gonna get those type of things. Totally. But you have like until you're talking about Dylan and everything. Uh, is there any other like musical thing you'd like to try to do sometime? You know, like you know, some kind of style or anything. I mean, uh, the man here could play anything. <laughs> I I, I kind of want to do it all. I mean, I I have a like a past with jazz i played a lot of jazz um and funk and like jam band music blues reggae are all genres that i really really love so i think i think it'll take me a lot of different places but at this point in in terms of touring and recording and everything it's just easier to do it as a as a solo guy i think it is too because you get like any band I've seen this from knowing bands for decades and decades. Well, we're rolling. Oh, the drummer quit. Or right. like something. I can't yeah. make it. Yeah. Or you know. So I always say if you have to have an idiot for a boss, have the idiot be you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. Well, you know, you got to have the show must go on mentality. I mean, you got to really want to do it. Totally. I mean, I always tell people when they ask me about, oh, aren't you tired? Or when you, I'm like, you know what? When I don't want to put the stuff in the car anymore, I'll stop. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like. But I still enjoy it. I enjoy setting up. I enjoy sound checks. I enjoy the whole thing. Right. I I don't care about getting there early. You know, I mean, I just, that's just, you got to enjoy doing it. Totally. You know, you got to, the whole package. cut out for it. Yeah. Yeah. It isn't just, hey, I want people to adore me. You know, it isn't right. that. You know? No, you you missed it, though. You have to be like the lead singer, which I've seen so many times with, I see these bands trying to pull the keyboards up the drums yeah. the lead singer shows up his microphone the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah but i think like you know dylan wanted to be like little richard or chuck berry right that's what he wanted to be but he he got like in terms of working to do it himself yeah because you know like what you want to do Totally. And we actually, one of the funniest interviews I ever had, I had Lily Winwood. We did Zoom. We do Zoom sometimes. Steve Winwood's daughter, and it was really funny because <laughs> we asked her, cool, cool person. We, were, we So we asked her, uh, do you like collaborating with anybody? No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. some people do. It's like, you know, there's a thing where, you know, you can bounce ideas off, or if you know what you want to do, right? you know yeah. your vision of it. I don't blame them if you don't enjoy collaborating. In terms of 
writing with other people, I find it really hard to be able to vocalize what I want out of a song because you have a, a vision in your head and then it just slows everything down to have to explain that vision. I sort of have else. to collaborate because I'm not proficient enough on stuff. But I know enough about the other instruments. Like I can tell a guitar player, you know, play it in second position or right. something like that. You know, which just from music education stuff. Yeah. So, you know, I can say double stops or, or play it, you know, you know what I mean? Just right. give them some and then let them take it from there. And then it's a true collaboration. It's like, well, here's the here's the idea. You take it and right. put your spin on it. Well, that was like the beauty. I was thinking of, I've been thinking of Dylan a lot because you mentioned him. And the last time I saw him, so at the Art Term Theater, he was fantastic. Yeah. But he's also like a chameleon. He's gone through like oh, phases. Yeah. And they, have you seen him? Yeah, yeah. I, I, probably the same show. Yeah, oh, that yeah. was that was one of the best. I thought was that was. I have always wondered about that whole, the whole thing, though. I mean, you owe it to your audience to not. I don't know. They spend all this money and they go through all the crap to get to a show. And then, you know, people get babysitters and this and that and the other thing. And then you go there and they're like, well, you know what? I'm not going to play what you want here. I'm going to play, you know, what I feel like playing tonight. I don't know. I just get, I know artists, I, I get the feeling. I know you're tired of playing certain things. All, but you kind of owe it to the audience to, to give them what they want and then they go away and they go oh the guy you know he, well tom petty know. said it what tom petty said if like on the liner notes of his fillmore album he said look okay big shows paying like you know how much shows cost these right days. parking walk up yeah so we have to play this that's why they did the fillmore for right. a month because they could like jam goof around right. there's a lot of else. covers on that album yeah i, I like you just want to have yeah. fun because, you know, he has to play American Girl, all these other songs, because right. somebody's shelling out these days. So that's the one thing you missed. I'll get my old, you know, my this mean guy from Up Face on. <laughs> you missed a lot of the shows back in the day. Like, my brother saw Led Zeppelin on their third, $3.50. Wow. Yeah. You know, I was going to shows. I got mad going to the War Memorial when the show was $17. Right. I yeah. saw the stones for twenty eight dollars. Nice. You couldn't park. Yeah. <laughs> no, but Dylan's. But yeah, Dylan's got his ways. I think he's got that. Like, I bet if you knew him, he's a really great guy. Yeah. I bet he I, is. I bet he is. Too, and yeah. but he's got that where you go in no pictures, which is fine with me. Different right. music. But he just goes down. Like if he talks to the audience, it's to introduce the band, or he doesn't. Right. And he just he has a set like twenty plus songs. Yeah. And. I mean, I I remember when I saw him, it was a lot of hits for sure. But he has a million hits, at least if you're a fan. Yeah, how would you be doing that? Think about that. You have he's probably got like a hundred albums, right? Playing like sixty years. Yeah. Uh, how are you going to decide? Exactly. And I love what he does because remember he played like a Rolling Stone. It was like the tenth song. It took me. Halfway through the song to realize what it was, because <laughs> he because that's what he does. Like friends right. of mine have said this too. He's playing this, and I'm like, "What is this? Oh, because it's so differently and everything." Yeah. That's everybody's biggest complaint about Dylan. Shows, see, I, I don't. Think. Why? See, there was a thing where Don uh, Don Felder wrote a book about Don Hanley, and he said you had to play note for note. Right now, you can stay home and listen to an album. Don't you want to go see like something like that? Yeah, you know, people want to see Clapton. They want them to do the ten minute guitar solo or something. I think a lot of that, though, there's probably a lot of things at play there. 
number one, you probably, maybe you don't have the proficiency to jam or improvise very well. Yeah. So you got to know, I'm going to play what I know and I'm going to play what's on the record and I'm going to play it the way I, so I'm safe and I don't screw it up. And I think generationally, (laughs) like the modern groups, oh yeah, take as many pictures, Instagram, selfies, you know, promo, promo, promo. But the older guys, look, you want to just hear music or you want to, you know, yeah, they only your time had a meltdown like four gigs after the one we saw him because somebody took a picture. Oh, yeah. He said we could pose or play, but it goes in like one of the reasons for Led Zeppelin not getting back together is like Plant knows he can't hit the notes anymore. Yeah. So if you read about that reunion show they did, he was very strict in terms of what songs they were going to do, what songs they weren't. Yeah. And he want like them to play them note for note. Right. Because he knew... And that's one of the things I say, you have like 90 years ahead of you to play. But yeah. I think eventually you keep going, some bands turn into Spinal Tap. You see right. some totally. of these older bands touring now, and I wouldn't want to see them because it's just sad. It's hard to yeah. change your image like from the spandex. <laughs> right. You know, now we're going to be tough leather guys. You know, okay, yeah. really? <laughs> yeah. That's why I have so much respect for, for the dead specifically is because I just... They have the musicianship to kind of you could you could hand them any song and they would be able to play it and make it their own and improvise and yeah. all of that and not many bands showcase that kind of music. I love the way ability. they do good loving. It's yeah, a song yeah, like exactly. that, and then, you know. But um, what was I going to ask you? Hey, do you have any like? Well, I don't want to say horror stories, but anything when you pull up to a bar and go what. This is it, that type of thing, or the owner didn't. We play both types the of owner, music here, country. Yeah. Anyway. The owner wow. said, "I thought you had a band." Or something. That's or, the, I have like know. the best horror story from a band, but I can't tell it on here. <laughs> um, I have, I have a few for sure. Uh, Mobile, Alabama, did not like me. <laughs> Do you know though? I guess that's where they have a Mardi Gras there. I did not know that. <laughs> I've heard that. Did they I'm not want going you to rock, rock more, or be more country, or something, or both? Yeah. yeah. There's. Well, I showed up. The place was the River Shack, so it was like a marina, restaurant, bar, nightclub. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like five different things. Right. And um, I was inside in like the bar room, and it was just loud as hell, <laughs> and <laughs> and everybody was was wasted like <laughs> wasted wasted and yeah i've, I've probably got actually like five times <laughs> wow <laughs> okay, it would be perfect if you went out there and there were you had the stage and chicken where right. i can't through stuff at you yeah. did you give him a bad google review <laughs> <laughs> no i didn't but Oh, well. out <laughs> you know, sometimes I wonder, like, people who book, if they wonder, like, if they looked at the mm-hmm. music or anything. Exactly, because when I showed up, it was a, a guy doing, like, 80s drum covers, just drums. Oh, my and God. Then, with, like, the background <laughs> tracks playing on the, on the speaker. That's bizarre. It was bizarre. Wow. That is, it, it's all good memories, so to You know what it is? In the back of the... You know, the funniest thing, it's, like, all that stuff, you're going to laugh at it. It's, like, all cool... Like it yeah. goes, it's almost like your biography where it's like, totally. all the, you know, that's all the stories I tell about all like the things I've done like that and all the, right. you just look, go look back and laugh at it. Maybe not yeah. when you're there, when you're, <laughs> right. but it, yeah, it's been cool. To, it's cool, very cool to see the way people are different like that opposed to playing 
a small coffee house in San Francisco where it's all like old hippies and beatniks and stuff. <laughs> was, One place cool now, contract. Greg, you've probably been there. Our friend Kim Drayheim raves about it. Moondog's Lounge, which is one I haven't been to. It's in Auburn. But he, says, never, he says they're awesome. He says they're really awesome. But that's like like what a friend said to me about like jam bands. I mean, some some of us, you know, we like the three-minute song. Right. If you want to be music, like in terms of challenges for music, prog or jam. Because you yeah. can just, and I think that's where you have to be improvisational, though, because you start off and just you know, start playing like a two-minute song, and you end up wrapping it around right. 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah, you have to be able to keep it entertaining. I, I sure. love that stuff. I mean, I used to love, well, I still love, I mean, Widespread Panic, bands like yeah, that. Yeah. You know, I, I just, because it's a little bit, they got the basic idea, it's, it's a southern they're from Texas or something, aren't they? Right? I, I, think. I think maybe. I have no but idea. anyway, <laughs> you know, but just their style is cool. I, and I like it because it's kind of a nice mix of things. Right. Because they can jam. And, yeah. And oh, I, couldn't, I couldn't but like, not sense. say the Grateful Dead with their own Michaela, Michaela Davis. Yeah. Albums out. And I remember I met her 10 years ago. She's one of the ones when she started. And watching her getting involved with all the Dead stuff and it affecting her music. It's insane. And like the yeah. last show, she does this one now thing in the middle where it's like a jam almost 20 minutes of three songs right and i asked i asked some of the guys in the band you follow kurt johnson because yeah like, yeah i just met him last week great guy also. yeah he seemed very cool they're all really great people and i asked them they go then i'm thinking there's the old joke that we use in music where somebody comes up during practice and he goes hey are we gonna practice jamming Right, <laughs> but because but no, they just start going and they played so long together, and I think that's the biggest. That's the only thing I would offer. Greg would probably agree from terms of bands, whatever you do, chemistry with people. Totally, they don't have to oh, be yeah. like you get somebody who's a virtuoso. Yeah, you just don't. Right, right. I'm excited to start like my own band, Brody Shank and the. Friendly Southerners is a possible name, and um, <laughs> down in Nashville, I'm really excited because I, I have a lot of super talented friends that I'm close with. But well, yeah, I'd like to say though about Michaela, she, she was when I was probably 15 or 16, I saw Bob Weir at like the Landmark Theater, <laughs> and all of a sudden she comes out, and I'm like, holy crap! There is actually she, footage of that. Like I think yeah. there's footage. I think she's on the videotape. Probably, yeah. It, she went to my high school. Yeah, Penfield, mind. Penfield, yeah. yeah. I forgot if her mom, te mom teaches or something, Heidi, there. Maybe. But, yeah, everybody, but that's what I was going to say. I was saying to you before the show, what is in the water in Penfield? It's like all, <laughs> all, you, all of you are from well, there. Well, my neighborhood specifically, right by Ellison Park, there's there's a bunch of musicians who come out that's of there. That's everybody, though. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, new musician? Penfield. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, well, we have a really well-funded music department, which... I assume for Michaela as a harp player has something to do with it. I know and she worked with she's Grace got Swan. The uh, orchestra teacher has a big picture of Michaela up on the wall, <laughs> which I think is hilarious. <laughs> That's awesome, though. No, but I always say that about music programs too, and I always use the example. One of my friends, you know, I hate school, but one of my friends hate, but he stayed because of the music program. Yeah, the music program was great. I get in trouble as I go to fund the jocks, fund the music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's I don't know that sure you go down. South, they're gonna, what do you mean by that, friendly Southerners? <laughs> well, most Southerners are friendly, in my experience. You know, most people, I find, see, one of my views, that's why we never do, you know, we want to have fun on this show. We don't do politics or anything. I think, mm -hmm. you know, it's 
the crazy forces out there. People in general, if they get to know you, are nice. Yeah. No matter who it is, no matter what race. Like, in general, yeah. In general. I mean, you're always going to have like, the bad apples and everything, but you remember them. You might be walking around all week. People are cool. You know, yeah. the one jerk who cuts you off or something, that's what you remember. Yeah, totally. Have you ever had the experience? Because I had this experience, so I'm just wondering. <clears throat> have you ever played a place two nights in a row or something on this mm. tour? No, I, I haven't. Oh, okay. Well, the reason I'm asking is I did a gig once in Arizona, I think it was. And we played the weekend or something. It was a really cool place. Had all these mirrors behind the drums, like the whole back of the stage was cool. mirrors. So yeah. like it, it was crazy trying to video anything there. But anyway, we did some originals, and one of them was one of mine. And the next night we came in, some guy at a table said the name of the song. He said, "Don't blame it on rock and roll, man. Come on." Because that's the name of the song. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, he remembered one yeah. of my songs, you know, and that makes you feel good. At I least, bet. You that's know? pretty cool, yeah. Especially if it wasn't a case like, hey, dude, here's five bucks. Man, yeah, right, yeah, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't remember, like, if you do some covers during your set or not. It depends. I, I, I actually don't remember. I, I prefer not to, probably, mm -hmm. depending on when you saw me, I did. But, um, like, when I played at the Abilene recently, I did almost two hours of all originals. And, um, yeah, I just, I think it's, for me, it, it makes me feel a little badass to be able to do that. I think I'm, it I'm does, I'm proud too. of that, you know. I think you should do that. And I yeah. have to, like, I can't say enough to plot out Danny, because oh, yeah. he, I love it's like Danny the kind Rich. of person you need for a, for music, because he will take his chance on people. Totally. Right. He will bring in people who do Like I said, doing. I was 15. I had never played a paid gig, and he offered my band a happy hour, and we, because... Mostly because all of my parents' friends had seen me playing guitar on Facebook since I was seven. Like, you know what I mean? Now, if you were and, seven and, and you played there, that would have right. been... <laughs> <laughs> and finally, there was an opportunity to come see me play, so the place was just, like, totally packed. It, it was wow, awesome. Good for you. Ever guys, since awesome. then, Danny's been booking me regularly, and, yeah, he's... Yeah, and you he's were like somebody like when I saw him. Like, and a lot of times, to be honest, like I'll just be honest and open the action. <laughs> <Right. laughs> like, go, go, no, he's cool. He's good. I'm yeah. gonna try to get there in time. So I was looking forward to the show with Al. <laughs> I, mean, I would have been there at seven. But... <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you're playing there on the seventeenth. Uh, yeah, that's right. And Tom, I don't know. You know what time about? It? Just look it up on the website. Anyway. I, 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 I assume seven yeah, or seven thirty. Yeah, yeah. that'll be a, cool. They've been getting there a little earlier now. They've been starting shows a little earlier, yeah, which yeah. for me is kind of cool. If you can play August? outside, oh, that'd be nice. nice. Yeah, nice yeah. And, you know, depending, it's Rochester. Right. We don't know what like might have a marshmallow death cloud or whatever <laughs> else or anything else. But you know, I think you're gonna really. I'd like to really see. This is what I said about friends all these years ago. Just, I'm really excited to watch you through the years play. Yeah, thank you. I think it's gonna be really cool, and I love. That's always the best, like anybody who you say, I remember when they started. Right. <laughs> you got to get to the point, like you're playing Medicine Square Garden, you'll you see me like, throw that guy out, he doesn't know me. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I said awesome. that, that's my goal. I told Adriana that. I told, you want just, you have to do that. Or the other yeah. one would be, get really famous here, sign this contract, don't read it. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing. But it's always great seeing with people, and I love to see other people's success. Totally. That's like part of what the show is about, yeah. you know. Well, we have, like, the world's greatest drummer here in yeah. Rochester. <laughs> Why, thank you. you, know, you who were, all have you played with? Everybody um, Well, I've played with, uh, I'm, currently I'm playing with Brian Lindsay. Oh, band. 
Awesome. And cool. uh, I've been with him, like, on and off since 2008, you know. So I've he kinda... seen you with him at Murphs, probably? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 And then I played with Anonymous Willpower for a while with oh. Susie Blair and Don totally. Blair. Gotcha. And a lot of original stuff. So, you know, I'm, I'm into that whole yeah, thing. Yeah. And express yourself as much as you can. Right. And I do a lot of filling stuff. I've been doing the Tom Waits birthday shows at Oh Iron Smoke, and so we, and then I then I got to learn like all these bazillion yeah, songs, yeah. And a bazillion styles for everybody. Yeah, and that's cool. Yeah, I like. See, I love doing that stuff because I always wanted to be like a session guy. Yeah, yeah. He's house drummer to the stars too. If you see like a big event, like usually like that, he's like usually the drummer. Like yeah, brunette's yeah. birthday party. Yeah, I've done I've done the Tom Waits thing. I did Alice a few years ago. Okay, that I is. That, I, I might have. I was probably there. Man, my favorite, <laughs> I've done it yeah. like three but years in a row. I don't know. That's like one of the top like five for me. Yeah. Alice's album. I think that's. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't. It's I don't think. He's done, I don't think he's ever done anything bad. Yeah, I should. I should learn more of his music for sure. But that that record speaks to me. See, like I never knew much about him. And then I had to start learning all these songs. I'm like, man, this is pretty interesting. You know, that whole Tin Pan Alley-ish. Beefheart, yeah. you know, sword phone, swordfish trombones is Beefheart, like the music. Yeah. So, like the kind of stuff you don't want to play. <laughs> so hard to learn. Yeah, right. And I think you but can learn cool. too. Like you're really good at this, but you can probably like pick up when you see these great songwriters. Okay, I see how they did this phrase. Totally. You look at it different than us. We're like. What did Blinded the Light say? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right, you know, I thought Suffrage at City from Bowie was Chocolate Chip City for years. Yeah. <laughs> so, but very cool. And maybe you'll play on the same thing as Greg sometime. Probably, that would be great. Yeah. I'd love yeah. to jam with you or totally. play with you. Yeah, so he's always, that's the thing, too. If you ever need a drummer, we have one here. Yeah. Um, I answer the phone and I say, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. But thanks a lot for being on, man. Yeah, hey, thank can you. I do a plug real quick? Yeah, oh, I want, yeah. I want to mention uh, that show, uh, Krypton 88. And Southern Culture on the Skids, which is going to be a really fun Isotopes show. Isotopes, too. Isotopes, too? Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, Which great. is hard for me because that's a long night. <laughs> that's September 9th, I believe. Uh, I have tickets for it, and it's... Uh, look on the ticket or look up the thing. I have job. to look it up. I think it's September 9th. That's a Saturday because on the calendar, the bass player, I get his Google calendar. So it says that he's playing with them. So it's that's got to be that date. And cool, and I hope you have tons of success. I'm looking forward to it. Now you have the only other things is you have any music out? I know you're going to play do a song here, but did, I thought you have an album, a CD, or anything yeah, yet? I have an album and a couple singles. And how can we find you all over the place? Uh, just Brody Shank. It's B R O D Y S C H E N K. A name I can pronounce, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is cool. And now you're going to do a song for us, which we're really thrilled for. Yeah, I'd love to. And uh, cool. what? Whatever you want to do, if you want to explain what it is, or just fool everybody and just play something. Um, I'll just yeah. Can I get my guitar out? Well, we we uh, roll, we wrap oh, it up gotcha, and then you, gotcha. we great. We divulge our secret. We don't just have the magic of editing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. We don't just like he doesn't just pull the guitar while we're here. We stop the tape. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna play a song called "Don't Go Diving Into Shallow Water," and it's about cool. life lessons my dad taught me. Plus, also good in the pool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, know, you just saved a couple lives of listeners today. <laughs> Thanks a lot, bro. Thank you, bro. Yeah. yeah. Thank you guys for having me on. Cool. Yep. Well, don't go diving in the shallow water. Vandalizing your alma mater should be growing wise, now getting done. Your old man could be teaching you some of the fees, now accessible easily. Here's a couple of things that man taught me. 
Well, don't let anybody tell you when it's time to cut your hair. You are the one who chooses the clothes that you wear, and if you treat others great, well, they just might treat you fair. And if you get a little extra, don't be afraid to share. And anything that you break, it can always be repaired. You might not get the strike, but you can still go for the spare. And when someone is in trouble, you help them and you care. But when you're the one in trouble, boy, try not to poke the bear and don't go diving into shallow water. Vandalizing your own mother should be grown wise, not getting done. Your old man could be teaching you something, but if he's not accessible easily, here's a couple of things that mine taught me. Well, you can be who you are. There ain't no sense in faking. There's a whole big world just outside, and it's yours for the taking. When my eyes opened this morning, when I was just awaking, well, my mama she was in the kitchen. I could smell that bread that she was baking. So feel the music in your bodies. Don't be afraid to tap your feet. And the further that you go, the more people you will meet. So don't just stay standing like you stepped in wet concrete. And getting old feels so cold, headed down a one-way street. So don't go growing up too damn fast. Enjoy your youth while it lasts, 'cause the present now is soon the past. So hold on tight and get your grasp on whatever it is that you may need. It's a bittersweet symphony, so make your cases and state your pleas, 'cause even freedom don't come free. And don't go playing in construction zones or bragging about all the things you own. And get your head up out of the telephone. Every good dog deserves a bone. And don't go sneaking out of the house at night. And don't start buzzing and starting fights. And don't take a corner so damn tight. If you're unsure, you just do what's right. And don't go hoping for no royal flush. Twice a day you show it brush, but take your time. There's no big rush. When I'm seeing you, you should hush. And don't go getting no face tattoos. Let's sit right here and play the blues on old guitars 'cause we can choose. Makes us happy, so let's not lose. Don't go diving into shallow water, vandalizing your own matter. Should be growing wise, not getting dumb. Your old man could be teaching you some, but if he's not accessible easily, here's a couple of things that man taught me.